Please listen carefully. What? The people next door are like, what the fuck? It's good. They've been loud all fucking night. Listen to this, bitches. What's up, nerds? Welcome to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. Stephanie has a special PSA she'd like to announce today. She hasn't told us, so we're learning with you, the audience, what this public service announcement is to be. <laughs> Real reactions here. Real reactions. <laughs> it's not even that good. But I would just like a moment of silence for Jenna Dewan and Channing Tatum's marriage oh! because I jinxed them and now they're getting a divorce. And I've never been more mad at myself in my entire life. So now in your hearts, guys, picture the beautiful couple that they are. Wish them the best and hope they get back together because the love is not real. It's the, been so long since we the, talked about this I completely <laughs> forgot about it. The audience ha- doesn't see us, but I fully face palmed. <laughs> I mean, I, they, she's, not, I'm, she's not wrong. I'm not wrong. That's, when it came out that they were getting a divorce, my first thought was our episode where we talked about how much do you think he loves going through her Instagram. Oh, and we were people like, thought that was an indication that they weren't in love and maybe they were right. And also it was like, like we were literally talking about like, oh, if we want to get people to listen, we just have to talk about Jenna Dewan and then Channing Tatum will listen to it and then he'll share it. Oh yeah, we did But talk like, about obviously that. that's not going to happen and because it's sh- a sore spot for him now, presumably because they're getting divorced. I thought it was amicable. I mean, it probably is. But I mean, if it wasn't, you would never tell people. 100% I mean, you wouldn't tell anyone. Yeah. But I... They could be having a bitter battle about it. I hope not. They're too lovely. I'm pretty sure I said if they ever broke up, I'd be devastated. And I why am. did they say they were breaking up? Just I just they life. fell out of love, and they're now more friends than partners. Crushing blow to Step Up fans everywhere, <laughs> like myself. It is a very crushing, very crushing. So R.I.P. to that marriage, and now we will do our what month are we in? April favorites. Snacks number two. This is such a. I'm a little upset this is the beginning of the episode now. What a I fucking t- what a fucking downer. Where we start. I mean, we'll bring no. we'll bring our we'll bring We'll the bring it up. up. We'll bring it up. We'll bring, we'll bring it up. It. We'll hype you up. We're your so, hype men. On that oh, note, so, Steph, oh. if that was the worst thing that happened this month, what was your best thing? The best thing that happened to me this month is the Crazy Rich Asians trailer. That's your favorite? That's your April favorite? Yeah. Like, literally just the trailer. The tra- okay. I fucking hate her so but, much. But no, it's actually the book, because I had to read the book, obviously. But I was brought in... Who? I see your eye twitching. <laughs> I picked the book, Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. Have either of you read this? Not yet. No. Guys. People guys. keep recommending it. it. Who told me not to read this as soon as possible? Because it is everything I love. I read this in two days. Ooh. I saw the trailer. I'm like, this is this is 100% for me. And then I immediately read the book. Is that what I like chiclet? To... No, I don't think It's so. a lot of shit. I'd like to add... Nat gave a very salty look towards Steph when she was like, I read it in two days. And I was like, is it because you think it should have taken her less time? Or like... I did not give a salty look about um, that. Oh, you did. You did. She went and read it in two days. You full on, eyes narrowed, head tilted slightly I to the read. left. Did you know? Chin pointed upwards. I was thinking about whether it was chiclet or not. I was mm, trying It was to a just... very, it was a very like dubious look. <laughs> I would cut. Classify this is not something I would typically read in my genres, as we all know, which, what those are. Yeah, but, I don't think it's chiclet. I don't, so it isn't, but then when somebody described it to me, I was like, that sounds like chiclet. Well, okay, I will, I will give you the basis of the plot. It's a perfect storm of everything I love. So you got romance in there, then you have ridiculously rich people that are so mean 
about other people shit talking each other. It's oh, yes. it's beautiful. There's gossip trains. There's beautiful locations that they travel to. There's beautiful food that they talk about, like literally descriptions of all the food they're eating. So I'm just like sitting there starving. And I just want dim sum the whole time. <laughs> and then, so obviously, the reason I was intrigued by this is because it's about a romance. So a really rich, really, really, really rich guy named Nick has fallen in love with a girl named Rachel, who's like the la- the peasant that we are. Mm-hmm. The peasant that we are. That we Speak all are. Yourself, no, we're girl. all peasants. This guy's a billionaire. Wow. So Nick and Rachel. And then he takes her home for his best friend's wedding in Singapore. Ooh. And the drama ensues because the mother-in-law... Well, I guess Nick's mom, she ain't too happy about this peasant Chinese Rachel, American-born. And then everything explodes. What? So everything. People keep recommending this to it's me over and over so again. It's so good. And I'm so mad no one told me to read this immediately. It just, it sounds like a Korean drama, to be honest. It is. It's like a soap opera drama to the next level. And it's like t- snarky and like people are like super tacky and outrageous, but it works so well. And like the weakest part of this whole book, I would say, is the romance. Because, you know, I'm tough to please, but everything else was great. <laughs> <laughs> everything else was great. So difficult to please. Um, yeah. So that terrible Nick and Rachel romance is then overcompensated by Astrid, who is a cousin, and, like, cousin Eddie as well. Oh, it's so good. You need to immediately go and read this. I think I might wait till after the movie comes out. I think I want to watch the movie and then read the book. Oh. I might read it. I'm still undecided about it. It doesn't really seem like it's up my alley, even so though I like Korean dramas. So many people I know have, like, aggressively loved it that I think it's worth a chance. It's, like, also hilarious. Because people are crazy. Like, outrageous. And, like, shit ton of money just, like, thrown everywhere. Yeah. I've never heard anyone have a lukewarm reaction to this book. But then there's, like, two more, aren't there? Yeah. I don't want to But it sounds this. like you don't have to read this. I don't think you have to read this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you might be... You might, you might want, want to. to read them. Okay. Yeah, real good. It's sitting there. It's on also, my list. Also, so then the trailer is what drew me in. And this apparently the is the amazing. first movie in 25 years to have an all-Asian cast. 20? Which is shocking. Wow. Five years. Like, so we all need to watch this. Movie. Well, yes, so obviously. So it makes lots of money. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, like Warner Brothers movie. And Harry Shum Jr., your love is in it. Yes, he is. So we all need to watch. Ooh, See you there it. in August. <laughs> Ooh, oh, guys, eats maybe we'll do street. Eats on the Street. Oh my street. god, I would die. Yeah, let's do that. Because there will definitely be a line for this movie. We'll introduce... If you are in the Toronto area, go to it on opening night at the Scotiabank Theater and maybe you'll get to meet us. <laughs> because that's realistically, true. that's where we're going to go. <laughs> and that's where we're going to interview, for this time, random people. I don't know what you're talking about. It's always been random people. <laughs> Some people definitely uh, I, thought so. I certainly did not know the two people we interviewed last time. I've never seen them before in my entire life. And, like, maybe more people will be at this screening than there were on Ready Player One. That was a surprising yeah, turnout. that was shocking. Was it snowing that day? Why were no people there? It was raining. It was, like, a whole thing. It was a long weekend. We did this. We did this already. Okay, we did. This was a bit we've done. Yeah. Okay, well, it's so, on my list. I think I'm going to read that. What was my final say? My final say, I came for the romance, but stayed for the food. And the fashion. Oh. I mean, I stay it's for the excellent. food is actually how I do all parties. But then they talk about all these clothes that they, oh, everything I love is in this fucking book. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, read it immediately. And then watch the movie. What are you looking at? I'll buy in. 
Okay. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like you to. Also, the book cover is pretty cute. So, like, it's going to look nice on your I shelf. Think I think this is one of those series that if I read it and I like it, I want the covers. I yeah. bo- The book cover I have is really weird. It's the hardcover and it's this is gold. Why I fucking oh, the like glitter with pink. This is with the why pink. I yeah. fucking hate you. You what? sat here like you're never going to read this book ever in your life and you fucking own it. Oh, I own it. I fucking hate. You got the back books cover too. Books deserve to be read. It's a first edition. Of course it is. What we fucking do? It's still ugly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Boom! Roasted. What's your Done. monthly favorite? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's my monthly favorite. Love it. Love it. <laughs> okay. I'm switching it up this month. I'm not doing a book, which is a surprise because that's all I ever want to talk about. Ugh. <laughs> you some kind of fucking nerd. I had a great m- month for books, I have to say. Like, I'm killing it. Four stars everywhere. Yeah, I think I've had, like, a pretty good year for books. But I think it's because I'm specifically looking out for books that I really want to read this mm-hmm. time. And you're 11 books so far behind in your yearly goal? Or is it 15? 10. Okay. What a hero, how ahead of schedule I am? 14. I don't even know. I think I checked. <laughs> now everything about now me. Now it's like a competition. Now every time I'm doing like anything I'm reading, I'm like, where's Steph at? Where's Steph at? This was me last year with you. <laughs> that you have not even come into my mind. <laughs> Listen, what's a king to a god? And you have, what, you have like a whole week off to read? Oh, I'm so mad. She and doesn't. I've literally just be been trained like constantly. She doesn't even need it. Hey, what's your fave? <laughs> so my fave for April is a TV show that's on Netflix. It's called International Design Challenge. Didn't you have a home? This is literally the same, essentially the same thing, thing that you picked last time. Listen, it's not last time it was selling ho- houses with Sarah Beanie. It was a totally different rant. But this, okay, I have to admit, I've been really getting into home shows lately. Like, insanely. And we're also redesigning our living room right now. So, uh, obviously, I'm like, that accent color doesn't match. What colors are you going with? Uh, Gray, and it's a printed armchair. Mm, Nice. Did you pick which armchair? We did. Which one? The one. Which one? It's the one with the leaves on it. The Ikea one? I'm getting that one, too. We also got the pillow covers for the gray couch. It's amazing. Anyway. Great. (laughs) People will know what I'm talking about when they go online on Ikea.com and they look up the high wing, high winged, high back chair. High back chair. High back chair. It is beautiful. And if you sat in it, it is so comfy. It's a good so chair, guys. Comfy. So comfy. Ikea, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Ikea. Yes, free Ikea furniture. I will take just like a slight discount, honestly. Even just that. I mean... It, they a were, one-time coupon They're in there. currently having a sale on their couches and sofas. Not that I'm advertising for them. It's mm-hmm. 15% off. And you don't think it's a lot. It's a lot. It is. That chair is normally like almost $300. Yeah. It's $250 right now. Exactly. This is the time, guys. You we, don't even have to fucking Kijiji or anything. You can buy it new. We, no one's butt will ever be in it. We bought the armchair, a full sofa, and two coffee tables that like overlap on each other. For, I think it came to like 1500 and that's Damn. how much we initially paid for the first couch we yeah. were going to buy, which we returned. Dude, it turns out that buying like nice couches is a fucking scam. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because they're always like not as good as you think they are. Yeah, absolutely not. Anyway. <laughs> this is totally off topic. I mean, it's sort no, of No, this is topic. on topic. This is all staying this in. Is, this is all on topic, technically. So if you don't know about International Design Challenge, it's another British design show. Yes. I know. I know. And the reason I love them is because British people are fucking bonkers about their design. 
I've been into them because these people will design these crazy interiors in these gorgeous historic homes usually because, of course, all those homes yeah. are really old and the people that are paying for the design are usually pretty wealthy. And so, like, you'll have, like, this beautiful Victorian terrace home or, like, this beautiful, like, chalet and, like, something, something of the north of Wales or whatever. And, like, they're completely, to me, it seems like they're destroying the They always home. are. Let, I'm going to put this right now. Rich people are tacky as fuck. Yeah. Money makes your design worse. Like crazy rich Asians. But the difference with this show is that it's an actual competition. And like the big deal about it is that, so it's usually like 16 episodes each season. It's on its like fourth season now. But every four episodes, it's the same four people essentially. And they're competing for the quarterfinal position. So by Mm -hmm. like the second episode, there's three people left in that those four episodes and by the third episode there's two people left in the final episode one gets chosen and then they get to take whatever break and you move on to the next four people and it's really great because they're all amateurs and let me tell you amateurs are fucking nuts people <laughs> they, are the worst they think they know the best even if they're not in a related field at all like one woman was a doggy walker and like one one woman was a merchandiser but for something completely unrelated then somebody just worked with fabrics and that's it so of course all his designs included only fabrics and like they really really show their hand like one woman was like into really crazy bold colors and let me tell you she gets further than you think she does wow <laughs> and it is crazy like you'll come into a room and it'll just be Orange on one wall, blue on one wall, green on one wall, and they'll somehow still win. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Who's judging this? So the two judges, the two main judges, are these two, like, design professionals. One is this British lady that's very into the bold, so of course she's always voting for the bold colors. And the other guy is this (laughs) really pretentious British guy who, when he talks about drama that's happening in each episode he whispers really close to the camera like we can't hear him but he does it in this weird way where he's like right at the woman's face at like an awkward angle i'm holding my neck at an awkward angle because that's how he holds it it's so fucking weird he'll always be like she thinks she has enough wallpaper or does she (laughs) and you're like what the fuck is happening and of course like the host is like this really forgettable guy and i'm like Tim Dickoff or something like that. I'm Dickoff. not even joking. That's literally his last <laughs> name. But like, I you always forget he's there, and then he'll show up and be like, "Let's talk about the history of these homes." And you're like, "Are you still in this That's show?" So I'm sorry. I interrupt. British reality television is the fucking best. It they is. They take a design show and then they intercut it with fucking history lessons. Yeah. Like Bake Off does. That's fucking great. That's and what I want. What's crazy about it is that it's actually possibly the majority of each of the episodes is the history part. Wait. And, like, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you're like, I know so much about these historic homes now. And I'm like, I don't want to know that much. But you sit there and you're like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to sit there. I want to know about a manor house. (laughs) A manor house. Listen, I now know the entire history of the, like, fucking pot pie. Okay? And that makes me happy. (laughs) But that's more interesting to me than, like... A lot of farmers use these homes. Maybe it's me coming from, like, I don't know, like, an archaeology background. But for me, that's not the most exciting. Because I'm like, log houses. I know how they're created. I know how the pillars go. I can oh, I'm create- so happy for you that you already have all of this information. Listen. This bitch. Wow. I did archaeology. Whoa. I already know how home the foundation of homes are built, so you don't need to tell me. Crazy. Crazy. People are dumb, like myself. 
They like to know things. <laughs> History. But also, like... And I want a TV show to pander to me when they explain it. <laughs> I love documentaries. But what's crazy is it's usually for a British audience, and British audiences tend to watch, like, a lot of reality TV, and a lot of reality TV has history like that they already. Like they They're like smart it, over right? there. It's crazy. They know what's going on. Do you know the history of any Canadian architecture? I don't fucking... Cement. I don't know, but sometimes my friend tells me. So it so. sounds like it was a good show. Yeah. it and was. good? It was a fucking great show. It was a beautiful show. There's a woman that's, like, really insistent that she wants this dark blue wallpaper in this historic home that actually has, like, you have, like, things that you can't do in that home. That's how historic it is. And she wants to put this wallpaper with basset hounds on the wall oh my god i need to watch this and send this and to what's someone. great is sometimes the homeowners do not agree and there is so much drama that goes down like they literally can't start until the homeowner agrees and they'll be like but my whole plan is around these basset hounds on the wall and you're like what the fuck is going through your head why do you want what the fuck is happening what the fuck is happening it's so good there's so much, like, little drama that you're like, oh, there's little drama, but then they all love each other anyway. Yeah. You know what? I was judging this, and then I looked at you, and I realized you would put wallpaper with little bunnies on it up. Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Mind. I was about to deny it, and then I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. An accent fabric, if you will. An accent. An accent wall. Ooh, a bunny. Paper. Yeah, no, it would be a whole wall. It oh, would be a whole which wall. Which reminds me. There was one episode where the dining room, this woman is designing the dining room. And I was like, oh, it looks really good so far. She's put up this, like, really pretty bird wallpaper. And I'm like, oh, that looks really pretty, actually. I could live with that. But then she paints one wall, this bright red. She puts a totally different wallpaper, like a striped wallpaper on another wall. And then the last wall, she just leaves white. And I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? Every wall is an accent wall. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, like, I literally was sitting there like, I don't understand what happened. I don't get it. And, like, I remember, and that was, like, one of the final episodes where, like, the ultimate judges come in. And the ultimate judges are, like, real, like, big wigs in the industry. And they're these big professionals. And she came in, she's like, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> she's like, the birds, no. The red, no. The white, no. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Insane, insane. But, like, the surprising thing is sometimes you're like, oh, these are, like, really bold colors. But then it'll actually turn out really nice. And you're like, what just happened? I know nothing about design. Sometimes you just got to trust it. You yeah. just got to trust that, like, orange and pink are solid colors together. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, great show. Would highly recommend to everyone. It should still be on Netflix. It's only season three on Netflix, but I'm That's, sure you can I hate it. when they do that shit. I mean, like, you don't know it when you're watching it. Because okay. it's like its own... But I like to start right from the beginning. I like to see how shows evolve. That's true. Yeah. I wish I'd seen it from the beginning. Well, Interesting. I'll go back and find season one and two. Okay. Imagine if the first time you had watched Black Mirror, you had watched the season three that was on Netflix. Not even knowing there was great one or two, <laughs> one or two out there. Would not have loved it if yeah. I started with season three. Exactly. So, Christina, what is your favorite of April? Okay, so this was a little bit hard because I had two favorites that I really, really want to talk about. But I'm going to go with the... I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to pander to the audience a little bit. But also, I'm going to do it because I can't fucking stop talking about this. Uh, as of April... Like, April... Beginning of April, I went to this fucking movie and I went to go watch Love, Simon. Okay? Oh, God. And I... So good. I fell in love with Simon. Okay? Me too. Just to get that clear. I fell in love with him too. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Love, Simon is based off of a book written by Becky Albertalli, if I'm saying that right, probably not. And it is a like big budget WB Universal whatever movie 
um, about a gay teen. So it's really big because it's one of the first like widely spread ones where the gay teen is the main character. It's about his life as a teen, but also him coming out and like all the events around that um, and him like falling in love and there's an actual romance and he kisses boys, guys. He kisses boys. <laughs> I smiled so much in that theater like a fool. It is. Like a fool. There is such a joy. I had, so I knew the book is called Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda. And I knew that book existed and it was just something that like, People always told me that I would like, but I never bothered with because it just didn't really seem like it would be my vibe. So by the time the movie came out, I had never read the book. Um, and I wasn't, I was probably going to watch this movie because I want to support like what you were talking about earlier of like, you should make sure these movies have your money. Like mm-hmm. I wanted this movie to have my money. So when someone recommended that we go, I was like, okay, I'm going to come. So I go and I sit down into this theater and I've seen the poster and the poster looks like fucking this like 80s. Yeah, like the Breakfast yeah, Club Yeah, it looks like situation. the Breakfast Club. Oh, and true. I didn't think that that was going to be, like, a theme throughout the the movie. But the movie is the, two th- like, 2010 version of, like, an 80s Breakfast Club movie. Like, it's got that vibe oh, going through the whole thing. It is. It is super cute. It makes it, like, super joyful and really, really fun to watch. And the whole time I was sitting there watching it, all I wanted was for this movie to exist when I was a teenager. The whole time I was like... Why didn't I get this when I was a teen? Why do I have to watch this as an adult? (laughs) Sit here. There is a moment. So in terms of what it's about, it really is like, it's that generic sort of like coming of age story where he's 17 years old. It's his very last year of high school. Um, There is a like post-secret style page and someone anonymously. Do people even know what post-secrets is anymore? Of course they do. Of course they do. The youths don't. I'm going to make this guess. Our audience does. Okay. Our audience of let us know if you two know people. Andrea, about. let us know. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> really? Um, who recommended this book to me as well. So an anonymous person on their post secret says, like, I go to this high school and I'm gay. And so Simon starts, like, anonymously writing back and forth with that person. And the whole point of the movie is who is the person that he's writing to. It's him coming to terms with the fact that, like, he's eventually going to come out and all the ways that that happens and all the terrible things that go on. So heartwarming. So heartwarming. My black heart beat all the time. Again. I was sitting there the whole time smiling like a fucking loop. I know. I feel like, like a tool. It was impossible. There is one moment, though, and I keep bringing this up. So very, very early on, Simon is narrating because, of course, there's always a narrator in every single fucking movie adaptation of a goddamn teen book. You got to listen to them talk about their whole life story. (laughs) I feel like it worked in this situation. No, to be fair, it did, particularly because it had that, like, 80s vibe. It was pretty perfect. And, like, the emails, you needed someone to read it out to you. No, no, it it made sense, but... It worked. Bros, everybody's constantly narrating all the time. Fucking Ready Player One, no narrators. Stop it. Was there narrating in that movie? Yes, there was. Yeah. Yes, there was. That's how they explain the whole world. It's fine. Right. So. Sorry. Right at the very beginning, Simon is talking about how, like, he's normal and his friends are normal. And he specifically says, you know, we're just, we're normal. We do normal things. We go to eat at the Waffle House. We watch, we watch stupid 90s movies. And in that one moment, my heart stopped (laughs) because I realized it's 2017 and all of these characters are supposed to be 17. It's 2018. It's 2018. In this universe, none of these children were born in the 90s. This is their version of like 80s, 70s movies. And I aged 10 years in that theater. (laughs) <laughs> so I started off the movie very salty. I turned to the person next to me, a friend of mine, and I was like, well, I can't watch this. I've just, I've just aged a billion years. Fuck. But it's They were born so... in t- 2000. Welcome they to my world! 
But it was so sweet and it was so cute and it was so legitimately just purely joyful and wholesome and lovely that it didn't matter. I smiled the whole time. What I would have loved is if I was a teenager when this movie came out, I could have gotten over some things. I found it a bit difficult to get over as an adult, particularly how fucking privileged these teens are. Their the house, neighborhoods? The neighborhood and the house is so big. This bitch got a car when he was 16 for his birthday. It his, was a hatchback, I'm gonna say. His, oh yeah, I like that they tried to make it look a little bit yeah. shitty because it had like fabric seats. It was still a fucking car, bitches. Let me tell you, where I came from, every kid Oakville, on their 16th yep, yep. birthday, don't reveal where I live. <laughs> Listen, I, I'll drill this. I went to school there too. And we're going to bring it around, around to like how fucking giant this kid's house was and how sweet his bedroom was. I would take that bedroom now. I would pay. He has like a special, I mean, he has like a special alcove for his bed. It looks like a fucking loft. It's pretty crazy. It's like ginormous. <sighs> his bedroom, probably the size of my apartment. It's a bit nonsense. Did you see that he had Ravenclaw? Harry Potter oh, shit. Of course I did. Yeah. Of course I did. Yeah. He had a ham. Oh, you want to know how privileged he is? He had a Hamilton playbill up. Yeah, he did. Wow. Like his family went to New York for this. It was just, I couldn't get over that. I had moments where I was like, these stupid fucking rich teenagers. And I think if I was still 17, I would not have felt that way. Oh, I would have I not just, even thought I about not, it. I would have not noticed it at all. I was like, oh yeah, teenagers are just always rich except for me. To be fair, this movie slash book is meant to be like more happy, right? It is. And yeah. that's what's great about it though. There's, It's not talking about, you know, it's, it's not supposed to be the horrible things that you go through when you have to come out when you're a teen. Oh, yeah. Like, there's some elements of being like, listen, it's not like his life is fucking amazing. There are people who are jerks and they deal with it. But people in this world are very, like, pretty, they're pretty supportive. And they're and all really, like, And it was really, funny like, nice. because they have a time where they're, every, all of his friends are like, I have to come out to my parents. Guys. Mom and dad, I'm heterosexual. And that was great. Go, that was great. What? My life is over. <laughs> and I was like, this That's is amazing. so funny. Yeah. Great time. Loved it. If you couldn't tell already. <laughs> it was so good. So it's definitely, by the time we post this, it should still be in theaters. I've seen it twice now. You should go. It I would watch it again. deserves monetary support so that they can keep making movies like this because it's really, really great. Um, Nick Robinson's you... a babe. So I really loved Love, Simon. <laughs> Enough to marry it? Fuck yeah, if I had to marry a movie, I'd pick this one. Do you know how rich they were? I want to marry with that kind of money. What was the dad? The mom was like a psychologist. They never say what he, he does. They never said what he they does. Get, they do not say what he does. Drug dealer. In a tiny town like that, he'd probably make a lot of bank. Mm-hmm. He's probably the cop. Mm-hmm. He was the quarterback in high school. He was. His mom was the cheerleader. Was His sister, Simon's sister, loves to bake and cook. Apparently, that is not true of the book. And that Ooh. actually makes me sad because I love his sister in the movie. But he's got two sisters in the book and they have two, like, completely uh, different personalities. One likes to bake and one likes to cook. None, neither of them bake. One sucks at baking. Quick, quick spoiler one of them is in a band and Leia joins that band, and that's how you get the sequel, Leia on the Offbeat, which I think just released or is I think coming it out. Just released. Yeah. So if you like the movie and you like the book, there's a sequel. So that was Love Simon. I adored it with all of my heart. It is pure joy, and in these dark, dark times, we need more things that are just happy for the sake of being lovely and happy. And that was my April fave. It literally brightened up my entire month. And we're out.
If you want to tell us about your April faves, or hopefully you watch Love, Simon, and you specifically want to talk about Love, Simon with me, because I me do. No. And Steph as well. Oof. Not Nat. She's the fucking worst. She doesn't want to support non-heteronormative uh, movies by giving them or her marriage. money. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, you can hit us up at EatsCast on all <laughs> social media. You can email us at everyoneandtheirsister at gmail.com. And we are about to record a second episode, but we are already losing our minds. So keep an, a lookout for this appetizer for our next episode things that were recommended to us let's see how fucked up we are by then (laughs) shout out thanks for listening bye Bye. music credit goes to artist Plurabout for the song Wallflower and Jazzhar for the song Please Listen Carefully actually you start learning you start learning that you could die so like